This is People Like Us, a show about Alt-MBA alumni. Here's Anna King from Alt-MBA 21. Thanks, Anna, for taking the time to, to chat with me today. You have had so much change since you graduated Alt-MBA, and I'm excited to, uh, to hear about that journey. But I wanted to take a step back to before Alt-MBA. What's your story? Who were you before Alt-MBA? Thanks, Covington. I was a nonprofit generalist um, on the ground at first, and um, I worked with people that were homeless or people that were in all sorts of circumstances. And then from there, I went into an office, still at a nonprofit, but on the fundraising side. And then I moved to an island, literally, and went from in an office with a bunch of people to behind a screen um, with a smaller team, um, but still working in the nonprofit sector. Um, so I've, little by little, I was a little bit more removed from the cause, even though um, I was working with nonprofits still, I knew that everything that I was doing in my day-to-day was still for a good cause. Um, I became a marketing executive at an agency that worked exclusively with nonprofits. So I was there uh, while I was doing Alt-MBA. What inspired you to even get started with, with nonprofit work? I think I've always been a bleeding heart for positive change. Um, maybe as an idealistic youth, but actually coming out of undergrad, um, I got my first job at a nonprofit just doing admin. And um, I just started from there as a generalist and had stayed in the nonprofit world. And a part of me wonders if I could um, go into for-profit and, you know, be capitalist and money-making and, you know, putting the money in somebody else's pocket versus, you know, putting that back into society. Um, yeah, I've actually never done for-profit work. Um, and a part of me wants to try. Um, but yeah, who knows? Did you notice any differences or, or, or any changes in, in the work when you moved from the different nonprofits or even to when you were working from behind the screen? Yes, absolutely. I think before I was coordinating like running groups with um, people that were in urban city, um, like the urban city poor. And um, after that, I was doing more online marketing. So I switched from kind of like the general fundraising stream with talking to people face-to-face, talking to donors face-to-face, talking to the people that we serve face-to-face to to, um, a more mass scale. And I was doing a lot more work. So I raised millions of more dollars online than I did one-on-one. So the impact was great. Um, But I did lose that people connection, which I know I now crave. How does Alt-MBA enter the picture? I think I was discontent with where I was in my career. I was already doing really well at kind of at the cutting edge of what um, online fundraising um, is today. And I felt that I couldn't grow anymore in my current um, role at my job. So then I wanted the Alt-MBA to kind of shift my perspectives and to, um, to change me, to find something else that 
I was uh, passionate about. Not that I wasn't passionate about nonprofits anymore. I still am very much so. Um, but I think I was just looking for something else, whatever that could have been. And I think the Alta Bay did find that for me. And what did that end up being? Yeah, Alta Bay gave me permission to be fully me. I leaned into the prompts and I was more vulnerable than I had ever been with just confronting my own biases, learning to identify as somebody with a disability. So I have dyslexia and it was actually Alt MBA that was the first time that I had vocalized that. And even just rediscovering my passion for changing the status quo. Like I think um, there's no visuals on podcasts, but I'm a small, like petite, uh, like Asian woman. Um, and like, I'm five feet two, maybe. Um, and I think I've always felt the need to fight to be heard. And I feared that people would put me in a box. Um, if they, you know, they were already underestimating me. So if they knew that I had disability, then perhaps my options were limited and, you know, they would, I wouldn't get the opportunities that I would have gotten otherwise. Kind of always felt like I needed to compensate um, in order to compete and to be extra competent in order to get a job because I couldn't grow a beard. You know, like, I think these are some things that were part of my own narrative. But the Alt-MBA kind of blew that view of myself apart and really accepted me for who I am. And I was so surprised. I was surprised. Surprised that people at the Alt MBA saw something in me that I didn't even see in myself. Like the coaches and peers really believed in me and encouraged me. And um, I won the Walker Award for my cohort. And again, I was affirmed when I was invited to be a coach. I'm like, me? Like this person? Out of all these amazing people in like top notch, well paying companies? Um, and it felt really surreal. And sometimes I still feel like an imposter so much of the time, but I'm learning to own my voice and just be me and realizing that like, all I need to do is show up and perhaps that's good enough. Yeah, definitely. And after all MBA, you also ran for, for public office. What inspired you to take that journey? Yes. Um, that was a very exciting journey and so strange. <laughs> um, I had a great job. As I said, it was very rewarding. Um, and I mentioned the higher up that I got, the less human inter interaction that I had. Um, and I'm a very logical person. So for the Ship It Journal, I struggled to write like what I wanted to do for that particular prompt. And I made a list of all the things that I valued and all the things that I liked. And then I listed all the jobs or project options that I thought of pursuing. And I weighted each of them alongside like what I valued and liked and I scored them. This is very like pro con list of me. Um, and I wrote on the front of the ship it journal, like run for public office. I didn't know what level like locally, like municipally in our city, or provincially, um, or federally, um, and kind of aligned the different dates, like when is the election and what are the steps to get there? I think the Ship It Journal really helped um, align some of those things 
what are the fears? Who can stop me? Um, and so I wrote Run for Public Office and decided that this past October was the um, was a good enough deadline that I could pull it off. So I decided to run locally um, and figure it out from there. It was a wonderful journey. I was knocking on people's doors every day and just kind of talking to them, saying like, showing up again, just like, here I am. I'm willing to run for office to make a change in my community because there wasn't anybody in the current office that I could identify with. Um, over 43% of our city was under 35 and that made up 0% of the current council. And so I thought, you know, why not then? So there are a lot of municipal issues that touch us on a day-to-day and affect our everyday lives. So I thought, hey, instead of complaining about change, why not be the change? Wow. I didn't realize that that decision came from the work that you were doing in Alt-MBA. Do you do you remember what some of the fears that you listed were or some of the things that could stop you were? That's a good question. Probably a lot of things. Um, on the third day of the Alt-MBA, I found out I was pregnant. So that was a big showstopper, <laughs> potentially. Um, but it also gave me a different lens to think of what... I wanted uh, to teach my child what kind of mother I wanted to be. Um, And it spurred me on, really. Um, I think other fears were like not being taken seriously or being discriminated against or having a lot of negative um, social media, public media, or um, dragging families and friends um, into it um, just by association. I, I would definitely not want that um, burden on those around me. And you were knocking on these doors. What, what was the reception to uh, to a, a 5'2 Asian woman under 35 saying, I, I want to run for public office? A lot of people were very surprised. They're like, you, you're too young. And I'm like, you just think I look young, but you don't even know like how old I am. Um, and I think some of them were pleasantly surprised because they're like, yes, we want to encourage young people to step up and run. And um, once they started talking to me, once I opened my mouth, they're like, oh, yeah, you got something to say. And you've got some really great points that really resonated with a lot of people. Um, I think if they gave me the chance, that was super helpful. Um, but if they didn't, then they just, a lot of people had their own issues already, something that they're happy about, something that they're very not happy about. Um, and a lot of the times they might be very angry. Um, but I learned that they're not angry at me. You know, they're angry at an issue. They might be taking it out on me, um, but that's okay. They can kind of say their piece. And it was actually um, very eye-opening to kind of understand what people are thinking and feeling in order to write my platform. Hmm. And how did, how did the election go? And what were some of your takeaways from, from that experience? 
yeah, so I lost, but I was probably one of the candidates that did the best um, in terms of dollar per vote. So coming from a fundraising background, I typically fundraise for, you know, feeding children in Africa versus fundraising for my own plastic signs to put on people's lawns. So I think that was very difficult for me to justify. Um, so I spent as little money as possible, um, but got a lot of traction. And like we used social media, we used Reddit. Um, my name's Anna King, and somebody grabbed one of my signs and um, you know did a Star Wars play on it about Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> and then I dressed up as Princess Leia and got people to like vote for me. <laughs> um, so that was a lot of fun, but just using creative tactics to meet uh, a different generation of voters as well. Um, so I, I um, fared like kind of smack in the middle. Um, there were a lot of candidates at the municipal level as well. And I'm so proud of me and my team and what we had accomplished. None of my team members were um, people that were in politics or had any experience running a political campaign. Uh, we were just volunteers with good hearts and great skills. And uh, they're just some friends of mine that I kind of said, hey, can you help me design this or like, like build this website for me? Like my husband built the website for me. Um, I think I learned that I love people. I think that is very important to me. And that gave me a lot of life. I think that listening is so important. It's way more important than, than talking. Um, I heard somewhere that if it's um, a penny for your thoughts, and here's my two cents, it's the listener that is um, profiting. I love how you entered it with this this mindset of you're going to figure it out and you're able to draw on all this previous experience with working with nonprofits and fundraising and, and your, your time at the, um, the agency doing marketing. What's next for you or, or what are you working on now? Yeah. Um, so I'm about eight months pregnant as we record this podcast. Um, the, pregnancy that I had at the day three of the Alt MBA actually ended up in miscarriage and we lost that baby girl. And, um, it was, it was really tough and kind of Alt MBA was interwoven in my story in the sense that I was asked to coach the following session. And by the end of the session, I was pregnant again. And, um, now I'm transitioning into this time of sabbatical a time of um, rest. After the election, I only had a couple months before the new year and um, before my babies do. And so I was privileged enough not to need to work during that time. So it's kind of strange to take almost, you know, five months off not doing anything um, without having the baby arrived yet. Um, and so I think it was very big identity change. I had to go from, you know, being a high-level marketing executive to uh, a political candidate to absolutely nothing. <laughs> and learning to own the title of 
housewife to own the title of mother um, has been a big transition. And that's kind of where I am now. And in Canada, we're very privileged to have um, a year to a year and a half off as well. So altogether, I might be not working for up to two years. And this is the first time since I was 15 that I'm not working. And so um, I have no idea what it will entail. And I'm holding all my expectations very loosely. Um, but I've also learned that my identity does not have to be in my career, in my job title, um, but simply in being who I am. I think that no matter where I am, um, what job or non-job I'm in, I'll always be making a ruckus, pushing the buttons, and trying to create some sort of positive change. Even in uh, the healthcare system, as I go through all my appointments and see doctors for my pregnancy, there are a few things where I'm like, we could be doing this better. I'm not satisfied with the status quo of healthcare for women. And, um, you know, I started doing more research in that. Um, so yeah, I don't know what it's going to be like, but I'm here and I'll continue to show up. Well, I have no doubt that you are going to make a ruckus. And even if you don't know what it is and how, or how to do it, you'll, you'll figure it out. Absolutely. To close, I have one question that I ask everyone that I, I talk to on the show. And it's a way to connect all MBA alumni, give them the opportunity to either share expertise or ask for feedback or advice on something that they're working on. How would you fill in the blank? Reach out if blank. Reach out if you are interested in the Venn diagram of marketing and nonprofits. Reach out if you need help fundraising for any initiative that you're passionate about. And finally, reach out if you want to give a new mom some much-needed encouragement. Thank you very much. No, thank you, Anna, for being a part of this community and and really embracing your your voice and 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 sharing that with with those around you. It really it really makes a difference. Thank you for having me, Covington. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for ways to contact Anna.